Hello and welcome to episode 12 of Eddie and Matt Outkick Their Coverage. Today we are following on from our, our top 5 favourite defensive players with our top 5 offensive favourite favorite offensive players. Uh, Ed, how's it going mate, you alright? Yeah, pretty good, how are you? Um, yeah, can't complain, probably should but I won't. Uh, you, ha- you want to go first this week? Yeah, can do. Sound like a crack on. <coughs> no, we're not doing a full intro, I expected a bit more fun and games there. Straight no, no, into just things. straight bit of business today. Yeah, this week I've I've not followed the same structure as I did last time. Basically, I've gone off people I've seen in interviews. I've gone back and looked at footage from back in the day, and that's how I found the players that I actually liked. There were some people that resonated with me. Some players might not seem that great to some people. A few of them are surprises considering my Viking fandom, and a few of them aren't. Uh, the first player on my list is a Hall of Famer, Larry Zonka. He played most of his career with the Miami Dolphins under Don Shula. He did leave at one point to play in the World Football League for the Memphis Southmen, which is a terrible name for a football team. <laughs> he got paid a lot of money to go there, but he, he went for a couple of seasons, but the league ended up folding. Then he ended up going back to the Giants because the Dolphins weren't too impressed with him leaving. And then finally they took him back. He had, went to two Super Bowls. He was the MVP in uh, in one Super Bowl against uh, the Minnesota Vikings, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. He had three first-team All-Pros, five-time Pro Bowler, and in 1979 he was the Comeback Player of the Year for the Miami Dolphins with 800 yards and 12 TDs. He did play as a fullback, but back in the early 70s and leading into the late 70s, a fullback was the one who carried the ball quite a bit more than the bigger, stronger guys because it was just a pound-the-rock type of thing back then. He was powerful, it was no-nonsense. He was a man's man, you know, country tough. You hear him talk about, it and he says himself, he thinks growing up in country, that's that's why he is so tough. He was saying he once got on a school bus and he had a bunch of flowers that his his mother had given him to give to his teacher on the first day. So some of the older kids said to him, "Oh, what's your name?" And he says, "Larry." And they went, "Oh, Larry the fairy." And he said, yeah, and then he smashed him at face with flowers. <laughs> and he said that last punch, he landed for five years before he grew He grew about a foot and put on about 80 pounds. And after that, he went around catching all these people who'd been picking on him and uh, giving them the business. <laughs> but yeah, he, uh, he was a, a fantastic piece in the undefeated Dolphins team back in 1972. They had a tremendous backfield back then. It were Jim Kick, were Mercury Morris, and the big hammer, which were Larry Zonka, He's the only player to ever been called by a referee for a roughing the tackler penalty. <laughs> I remember him discussing it. He says he, he was coming at the player and he smashed him with his forearm and he, he hit him that and he says, and he was laid on the floor doing the twitch. <laughs> and he said the referee threw a flag and, flag and then the uh, his coach, Tom Schuller, shouted, Oh, great hit, Zonka. And then when he realised it were against, against Zonka, he was like, You idiot, what did you do that for? <laughs> But yeah, they ended up winning the game anyway, so we're all right. But um, yeah, he, he did have, seem to have quite a good sense of humour as well. You heard some stuff that he'd say, and it, it did tickle me. Um, he had an incredible moustache as well. That's a moustache any man can respect. Yep. That's a true, you know, paintbrush moustache. Uh, every time, this is this is one of his, his quotes, he says, every time I try and retire, I get busier. It's it's like um, it's it's not it's it's like to say it's because he's multifaceted and you know got all these different things about him that make him someone who you know you can use to do your media or do your football thing. He says, but that's all horse bleep. <laughs> he's just lucky. That's what he says. <laughs> His career is predicated on luck, but at the end of the day, he was a terrific player. Like I say, five Pro Bowls, three All Pros, 
he's a Hall of Fame player, well respected by his peers. You hear his teammates, he's ended up being best friends with Jim Kick, really good friends with Mercury Morris. Like I said, they all played at the same backfield. They were friends with the rest of the team. Bob Kuchenberg, another famous guard from the Dolphins, really good friends with him. They just got on, and it's basically because he was team first. You can hear him say in one of the America's Games episodes, like, everyone on that team knew that it was team first. If you try and do everything in a one, showing his finger as the one, he says you can't win anything. It's just by being whole and as a team, that's how you can help it. And that's still the only team to go undefeated in the Super Bowl era. But yeah, that's that's one of the reasons why I like, well, this is all the reasons why I like Larry Zonka, just a tough, hard nose, good footballer with a good sense of humour. And he also likes a beer, so you've got to respect that. <laughs> he has incredible facial, facial hair. Oh yeah, and the facial hair's not too bad. So, something that we can... Uh... I'll appreciate it. Yeah. with, yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool. No, I've got nothing to add to that because, like, he didn't even clip my radar. As I put that, you just, you know, it's a revelation to me today that you uh, you fancied him a little bit. Um, but there we go. Don't hit me in the face with any flowers. Well, it's not me a flower. They're a bunch of them. They're a bunch of fives. <laughs> I'm just eating potato on a knuckle sandwich. <laughs> right, cool. Uh, I will go with my 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 first guy. Then I've gone with a uh, Marshall Lynch, a running back. Who played with the Seahawks and the Raiders and the Bills? He started out with the Bills. Um, hard running, hard hitting, uh, running at defenders like they owed him money. Um, I love watching him just blasting the defenders like he just had no sort of like um, apprehension. Yeah, he didn't give a you know he no, 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 no fear, no fear, no no sense of personal safety. He just wanted to just just he had no value. He just wanted to hit people. Um, didn't like talking to the media, but when he had to be available for media for Super Bowl stuff, it was so funny. Because he'd either give him a short answer or he'd be like, you know why I'm here? Or I'm on here so I'll get fined. And that was the only answer he'd give for the entire interview. No matter what question they asked him, it was either, you know why I'm here? I'm on here so I'll get fined. I think it's fair though. Yeah, because I mean, I think that's probably going to damage his, his Hall of Fame credentials perhaps. Because obviously it's, whoever, you know, people that pick the Hall of Fame, I mean, with T.O. took him a couple of years to get in because people in the media had had issue with him being, being T.O. I think potentially though he became really well liked with the general public through that. I don't think Tio yeah. was as well liked as Marshall Lynch or anywhere near. No. I think Marshall Lynch, you know, got a lot of public a public positivity through doing this type of thing because he wasn't being rude, he wasn't being funny, he was just stating the fact that I wouldn't be here but I have to be, have to here. be here. Yeah, yeah. Um where are we? In your kitchen. Okay, just, yeah. Um I mean he got one super boring, it should have been two. The butler hadn't done it. I mean I don't have you ever have got that 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 maybe one of the top three running backs of a, of a, of a decade in your backfield? You're on the one yard line, goal to go, and you try passing it in the Super Bowl. I think obviously just, yeah, everybody knocks this. Yeah, but I kind of understand it because playing against the Patriots, yeah. you know, the Philly special worked, but who were expecting the Philly special? No one, and in that situation, most people would not have been expecting a pass play. They would have been expected. Pound it, pound it, pound it, then try something different on the fourth down. That's what I would have expected. So I, I can't knock them, but also you can think to yourself, why in God's name has this happened when we could have just. Got I mean, the, there's two sides to the coin. I may agree, you know, it's not what it's, you expect them to run it with Marshall Lynch. Um, so they tried something different, it just didn't, didn't work, it didn't pull off. Obviously, he's, he's five Pro Bowls over his career, and then uh, he was twice rushing touchdown leader, which is not an easy thing to do. Oh. But yeah, I um, it was, was the way I looked at it when I when I put this. It wasn't a case of right, I'm going to pick five guys, like with the defensive. I've made picked a couple of guys at the same position. I went with like let's look at a fantasy lineup, but not as in points wise, as in just like as in a lineup. 
going running back, a couple of receivers, a couple of tight ends, and a quarterback. Spoiler alert! Um, <laughs> that's how I that's how I panned it out. I think a lot of people, especially someone who's followed offensive line like yourself, would probably could you could have gone and picked four running backs, couldn't you? And probably, been happy yeah. by it because obviously run get run play something you've you've done in the past and something you enjoy watching. Absolutely, yeah. You're all done with my Yeah, yeah, that's my done with me to add is um, one thing that tickled me is it's been mentioned that he's super tight with his money, Marshall, and she doesn't like to spare a penny. So, so the fact that he would go in and accept all them fines is just, it definitely is because he didn't want to get fined, he didn't want to lose any of that cash. The Beast Quake, it's one of the best plays I've ever seen. I think I'd never heard of him before, and then I saw the Beast Quake, and then after that it seemed like everything else got highlighted from him because he's a great career, but I did not really know anything about him. As I've mentioned before, I was a bit later into the game than most people. There's one argument I've had about Marshall Lynch with someone. Then <laughs> there was a claim. We'll get to it later on when we get on to my team. But he, I do respect him as a player. I think he's fantastic. I just think there's uh, there's no comparison with some others. Over a decade, he was probably top three running back. Definitely, and that's not easy to do in that in this league as well, especially at that position. Especially how it, I mean how it is now it's going to be it's going to be difficult as now it's running back by committee isn't it? You yeah, be... and there's a lot more passing as well I find. Yeah, but cool. Uh, right, do you want to move on to your next guy? Yeah, my next man. Um, this this is part of the surprise for some of the players I've picked because this guy uh, he had his best years playing for the Chicago Bears, obviously a long time <laughs> division rival. Uh, it's Jim McMahon. I mean, on the field, he wasn't anything all of fame calibre. He was a good player. But he had a smaller frame and he did get injured quite a lot. He only ever made one Pro Bowl and that was the 1985 season. That was when they won the Super Bowl. They were rated as the best team in football, which they were, 15-1. and one. A lot of it was predicated on defence in the run game, which is probably why his stats weren't always tremend- uh, tremendous because it was heavily predicated on the run game, keeping mm-hmm. the defence you know, fresh. Fresh, keep him off the field, yeah. yeah. In his career, he threw for 100 touchdowns, but then threw for 90 interceptions. But I like to think a lot of it with him is... He probably wasn't thrown for a lot of touchdowns just because of the, how the team was. There'll have been a lot of bootlegs, there'll have been a lot of, you know, full backs and running backs getting ball over the line. He'll probably done a few draw plays himself and ran it in. Yeah. I do I think that was is probably where at least there could have been another forty, fifty touchdowns for him there. But his stats aren't gonna blow anyone away. He played with six different teams and he spent most of the second half of his career as a backup quarterback. But he did have a college Hall of Fame career played for BYU were absolutely fantastic um, with him playing for BYU it's a you know a Mormon university a lot of people see it as you know it's people going to be prim and proper from there Steve Young were actually from there I yeah. think Jim, I think Jim McMahon played after Steve Young there I know he played longer did Steve Young but I, I'm not 100% but I do believe that Jim McMahon may have played before I'm, I'm not 100% though but both of those quarterbacks were all of fame in college and it's just basically because it were all pass happy so maybe if he'd have fallen into a team that were more pass happy he might have done better himself yeah. it was extremely tough there was a game where he had his liver his, I think it's his liver lacerated or his kidneys his kidneys, kidneys lacerated yeah. and his, he tried to continue to the next plane he could barely stand but it's just the mentality of, of it I mean you hear about all the small injuries that kept him off the field and there must have been debilitating for him to be not be able to play at his highest ability because it won't have been the fact that they hurt that he kept him off the field. As a child, he blinded himself in one eye. Yeah. Trying to undo a, uh, a gun holster that he had. He was using a fork, stabbed himself in the eye. 
then it doesn't use his eyes for anything. He says it's shut most of the time because it's really sensitive to light. But when you're thinking about it, a one-eyed quarterback who played at the highest level and won a Super Bowl, that's pretty impressive. But he did like the thing that I liked about him was his attitude and how funny he was. Um, when he first arrived to sign for the Chicago Bears after being picked uh, picked by them to play for him, he arrived drinking a beer to make him sign his contract, and they were expecting you know a Bible reading Mormon or whatever they read. And he's there with a beer in his hand, and a lot of people made a bit of uh, a bit of fun about it. And then leading to the Super Bowl, he'd uh, got a fawn helmet to the rear end, and so he had a bruise on his cheek. And the press kept asking about it. Kept asking about it. So one day there was a helicopter, press helicopter flying over the practice. So he pulled his bear backside out and flashed <laughs> it to him. And when they said, when they asked him about it, he says, "Well, they kept asking me about the mosaic I had down back there." So I thought I'd just show it to him. <laughs> um, when I called back to his kidney, um, it was saying that the doctors obviously explained to him that he had to be careful. He obviously wasn't going to be great for his career. He says, "But make sure you drink a lot of water." He said, which would be absolutely fine because there's a lot of water in beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, not yeah. a great career, but it's just the personality. If you can get and watch the documentary about him, which is quite good, uh, you can probably find it on YouTube. It's pretty interesting. And also the America's Game for the 1985 Bears. It's probably my favourite episode of it, but just his attitude towards things. He just, you could tell he cared and he wanted to win and he'd do his best to win. But also the fact that he was pretty laid back and he knew life for life and he wanted to live it. Yep. But yeah, that's the reasons why I like Jim McMahon. Probably the worst player to be <laughs> someone's favourite player, but there we go. That's it. I seem mean, to remember watching the uh, the America, 85 America's game when they were, I think it was warming up for the Super Bowl perhaps, and he's on the field with his arm, his full kit and his arm on, and he's got a pair of holographic Google <laughs> yeah, glasses on, hasn't he? Running up and down, yeah. <laughs> That was funny, that. No, no I, I can't, not that. I, I like a big fan of Jim McMahon as well, despite him being a, a Bears hero. <laughs> he was, I'm, yeah, I can't, not that. No, you're a good player. Another another comment that I found funny as well is uh, Desmond Howard, pump returner for the uh, Packers 1996 Super Bowl winning team. Uh, um, but he was mentioning that, obviously, Brett Favre came back, had his MVP, his MVP uh, league MVP season, won a Super Bowl, and Jim McMahon remarked after it, hey, Maybe we should all go into rehab and <laughs> come back and we'll be able to play like that. That was his comment, which is, you know, typical. Didn't, did he get his he got a second Super Bowl ring with him? Yeah, he did. Yeah, that's yeah. what he said. It, that's what he said it about. Maybe we should all go to rehab. I think he worked for Brett. He played for us as well, didn't he? Yeah, in a small amount of time for us. Only team he didn't play for NSC North was well, back Lions, in the yeah. Lions. Yeah, yeah, but I think he just wanted to play for better teams. <laughs> Sorry, Rich. That's a point, to Rich. What's going to do? Bite your knees off. Yeah, I'm at a wedding with him soon. My ankles can't take it. Rather <laughs> than point shoes. <laughs> my mum attacked me for them. All right, Rich, just calm down. <laughs> all right, cool. Uh, I'm going to my next player then, if that's all right. right. Mate, yeah. <clears throat> I'm going with my tight, my tight end. Uh, it's Rob Gronkowski from the New England Patriots. Recently retired. I don't think. I mean, I don't think we'll see him back on the pitch again. I don't think so either. Unless There's he gets to sort of like back end of this year and he starts getting a bit twitchy. Playoff season. Yeah, he might just. Dip his toe. I'm, I can't see. It. I think he's enjoying himself at the moment. I mean, he's one of those guys that kind of like. I think proper... it's the injuries that hurt him, though. That's yeah. probably kept him off field. Yeah, he's, he's, he's taken a lot of knocks and a lot of bangs and a lot of injuries. But he's just one of those guys that looks like he's having time of his life, doesn't he? Yeah. No matter what he's doing, he could be posting a letter. He'd have a big old smile on his face. He could be, you know, riding around a NASCAR. He's using the Lombardi trophy to hit a baseball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but big, strong, good hands. Um, 
He had he went eight seasons. Uh, only only when he played eight seasons. Eight, eight seasons. Uh, most that was in, you know injury broken. Uh, but Brooke, Brooke or tied nineteen NFL all time records. Which is in, ridiculous. In eight right? seasons. I mean that's just yeah ridiculous. It was impossible to defend him. He was too quick for your linebackers. He was too strong for your for your defensive backs. Um, it was like watching a man against a bunch of kids at times because he was such a big strong player. Uh, and in those eight seasons, three Super Bowls, five Pro Bowls, four times first team All Pro, and one one time he was a league leading touchdown receiver. He went to four Super Bowls, though, didn't he? Yeah, but he won three. When he injured in 2016, won them, I think. Do you know when the beat Falcons? Were he, no, he, won, he was injured in one of them. I remember yeah. him not playing one. Probably won the lost. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, because, you know, to take out the equation, he's a. Uh, Big, big loss. It's a big piece of. It was one of the reasons why they, they won it this year. Yeah, no, he was a, just just watching him play because like he, the the Gronk spike, watching him Hulk out. It's just you looked out on a few players as well. Yeah, dead first into him. Just again another guy that had reckless abandon. Yeah, down sunshine. Yeah, just love smashing the people. It's not just that though. I think he just he was that passionate about the game. He just used to get angry. And yeah. obviously he'd end up getting a lot of personal fouls against him just because he'd lose his temper, but. Bill Belichick doesn't know how to put up with that, but a player of that, t- that talent and that ability you're going to after. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the word generational gets thrown around a lot, but I think he would definitely, I mean, not even generationally, he was a one-off tight end of the cap. Yeah. I, think. I mean, Tony Gonzalez is the closest thing to him, and that's he's not the I, same type of player at yeah, all. Yeah, production-wise, yeah, but not the same physicality at all. No, no. no. Although, big fan of it, it was, it was a toss-up between him and Tony Gonzalez, who's going to be my tight end. Just because Tony Gonzalez was, was, was you know, had the production, but was also had a, had a screw uh, unloosened a little bit as well, and played for a long, long time. Yeah, really it was, yeah, level. absolutely. Zero Super Bowl, Holland. Yep. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Any anything else talked about Gronk? No. Basically, I think you covered it. I think <clears> everybody <throat> knows about Gronk anyway. Back yeah. Now, don't they? Just. And a fun guy to watch, and I think the league's going to be probably a, a little bit of a duller place without him, I think. Yeah, well, hopefully without him, but Belichick or Brady, I'm hoping they're going to retire soon as well. <laughs> Give someone else a Super Bowl. No, I still think that, that um, Brady will retire until Belichick definitely retires. It's a difficult one, isn't it? I don't think Belichick will keep him there. Obviously, this isn't the Patriots podcast, but I don't think that Brady will be able to play at that level until Belichick's going to retire, and Belichick can have another 8 to 10 year in him. Absolutely. I mean, if it, but saying that, if. Nah, he's not going to play at 50, is he, Brady? He's, he's getting a decline now. I don't think he's bad, but obviously he is losing it. He's not going to be able to do it. His body's going to start breaking down. Just doing workouts is going to cause injury. This season's going to be the litmus test to see if he's dropped off a cliff or not. Because yeah, like, like, as we saw with um, a few quarterbacks like Peyton Manning, he went from being a league MVP to sort of not being able to throw it five yards. Which was, you know... <laughs> which, you know, was... Um, Fame must have felt like he would, you know, lost completely. Um, yeah, right. So we'll, we'll, we'll jump back off the uh, off the Patriots path and we'll yeah. uh, get crack back on. Do you want to go with our next player? Yeah, well, my next player is the Silver Fox himself. Yeah, boy. Uh, Brett Favre, another NFC North stalwart. Um, this guy caused the Vikings so many problems for so long, but you could never hate him because he was so entertaining on, off, off the field, both types. I mean, you hear it on some things, I would even know what nickel was, and Ty Detmer had to explain to him what it was. <laughs> yeah. And this is into his NFL career. He'd well played a few games. Yeah. Yeah. He was a first ballot Hall of Famer. He won a Super Bowl. He lost a Super Bowl. 
He got to 11 Pro Bowls, three first-team All-Pros, three second-team All-Pros, three league MVPs, 95, 96, 97, which is absolutely tremendous. That's a back's ridiculous. Yeah, and four NFL touchdown lead um, awards, two passing yard leaders, 90s All-Decade team, 10,169 attempts and 6,300 completions, considering they never really had a running back. Still don't now. Yeah. The fact that he managed that's unbelievable. 508 touchdowns is also amazing. A lot of these were records until Payne Manning retired. 71,838 passing yards and a passer rating of 86. The ridiculous stats, but I think the main thing people love about him is he was a guns, gunslinger, he was a cowboy there. Yeah. He was just going to throw it, nothing bothered him, he'd just keep trying to do it. He'd go down and shoot him, wouldn't he? Oh, definitely. Yeah. He had an incredible arm, he could put it anywhere. His improvision, yeah, improvising was amazing. Um, he was tough as nails, he didn't miss a game for 17 years, which was absolutely unbelievable. And his mental toughness, obviously everybody makes a joke about him being daft and stuff, but the mental toughness he showed when his father died, who was basically the guy who got him into the NFL, it gives his dad a lot of credit. And his father had passed away, and then in the game he played, I think he threw for like three, four hundred yards and four touchdowns, and they absolutely, absolutely decimated he played against. But the fact that he could go out there and play within days of his father passing away were unbelievable. It was another day after. It was like Sunday, Sunday on Monday night football. He played. Yeah, yeah. And he just went out there and had the game of his life, put up for his dad, and it just shows what he had. Like I said, he, he did win a Super Bowl. I think they beat the Patriots, and yeah, I know they beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. It was. Bill Parcells and Bill Belichick as well. We beat in that Super Bowl. It's not an easy, it's not an easy win. I think that's the first time Parcells lost a Super Bowl, and it was definitely the first time Belichick did, but not the last. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, um, it was quite funny as well. You hear some of the stuff he'd say on sideline. You know, it's like on about Mr Miyagi coming to see him at the uh, stadium. He's like, wax off, wax off. I <laughs> think you think God never farted. <laughs> that's one of my favourite things. He's a farting huddle. Everybody said stink. You just know we like it'll be at home right now, you know, digging back yard and doing something inside it, having a beer. He's even saying now apparently that he wants to come back to NFL, but I don't think anyone. Not this can. season, next season when he's fifty. I don't think anyone would put him in the team. He might make it onto a practice squad if you were very lucky, but it's just never gonna happen, is it? I mean he might go to Lions and win on the first Super Bowl. I think that's what <laughs> happened. But no, I think anybody who doesn't respect Brett Favre is just you know just denying dead himself, yeah. The fact that what he did for the Packers is amazing. And as a, as a, from a team that doesn't have any affinity with it, we really don't like the Packers, but we respected him. And then he came to us for the 09 season and he gave us the best season that I'd witnessed up until that point. We were absolutely tremendous. We went 12-4. and four. It looked We looked destined to win a Super Bowl. And if it wouldn't have been for the fact that we got beat by the Super Bowl champions, New Orleans Saints who really don't like it when rules um, go against them and they don't like cheating, but well, we won't go into it. No, that's not. Um, yeah, they, uh, if it wouldn't have been for them, I think we would have won that Super Bowl as well because we had a stacked team on offence and defence. Yeah. And uh, that have been <laughs> that could have been the ultimate cherry on top. I think that would have split the fandom down the middle, although I can't imagine that the Packers... Would have appreciated him putting a Lombardi into our trophy case, no. but also he would have been God in Minnesota. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, you 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 probably watch him play hundreds more times than me. Yeah. You want to add? Just some of the stuff he did, like when he was uh, got drafted by the Falcons, he had him 
like betting betting other other players or betting Jerry Glanville. Yeah, you know, they couldn't throw the ball. You know, I bet he can throw the ball out of the stadium. We're going to get top tier, and he launch it out of the stadium at the top tier. Yeah, just such a cannon arm on him. The um, thing with that though is, you see how much of a fool Jerry Glanville was because he basically just laughed at him. He didn't see him as someone who could perform. And then he yeah. went to Mike Holmwood, who's turned so many quarterbacks around. But Mike Holmwood turned him into a to an amazing offensive weapon. I can't stand Jerry Glanville just for doing that to Brett Favre. It just really annoys me. No, it's it's just maybe not not the the, the blip on a blip on his career, but it's you know a professional career perhaps or you know his playing career. That's probably the blip on it because obviously he had, he had a few issues here and there. Um, but I'm not going to go into it because big fan. Um, Jerry Glanville. No, obviously, Mister Mister Brett. I don't think Brett really did anything wrong other than not playing that long, though. Yeah. Had a season there, and they got a first round draft pick. They picked him first in the second round. They probably thought they'd done well out of it. I mean, just to go back on his toughness, you know, I mean, you're saying he got like 17 years, 17 years straight playing. But it. I mean, this is in, in an era when the quarterback didn't, didn't wear, didn't wear a tutu. Yeah, yeah, they weren't well oh, referee. Oh, there wasn't, but it, but it's not like it. I mean, imagine I was saying other week, um, last week about Warren Sapp smashing him across Bridget nose and breaking his nose. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean, that's kind of it. So, second, they want a flag on that play. Yeah. He was getting lit up. He had obviously in the division back then, we still had the books in our division, so he had John Randall, Hall of Famer, coming at him. Warren Sapp, Hall of Famer, coming at him. Yep. Simeon Rice, coming at him. Rondé Barber, Hall of Famer, coming at him. Derek Brooks, Hall of Famer, coming at him. There were so many great players. And then, obviously, for a little while, they had Jared Allen, soon to be Hall of Famer, coming at him. There were Ray Edwards, Pat Williams, Kevin Williams, you know, Chad Greenway's probably had a go at him. There's yep. to raise. Ben Lieber, there's a lot of tough defensive players been hitting him just in the division all that time and lasted for 17 years without an injury. It's just... Well, they probably did get injured, just played. Played through it because he was a tough, tough son of a bitch, wasn't he? I think it was a few weeks after he'd been in a car accident and 30 centimetres or 30 inches of intestines took out. inches, yeah. Yeah, and he, he says, I'm going to play for Southern Miss. He says, oh no, I'm going to play in Alabama game now. I feel all right now. It was a month after his dad said it's about time to play. He went out and he played against Alabama and the won. It's <laughs> his game. That's just the career he had. Yeah. He's went out and did things. No, massive fan of Brett Fowler. I'm yeah. glad you picked him, mate. <laughs> Right, yeah, uh, my next player then, if you're the uh, one Mr. Brett. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. Right, my ne- I think we say all we can about Mr. Brett. And the fact we call him Mr. Brett means <laughs> how much we like him. Uh, my next player is, uh, is Chad Johnson, wide receiver with, with the Bengals and Patriots. I mean, he was with the Dolphins for a pre-season, but that went horribly wrong. Um, changed his name to Ocho Cinco so he could have it on the back of his shirt and not get fined. Um, he, 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 the, the quote he came, that sticks most in my head about him is, slow feet don't eat. Um, electric route runner, bucket hands. I mean, he made it like he made, made it like DBs up playing on roller skates. Sometimes the amount of cuts he made and steps and just just left them for dead. Um, I mean, I've seen him play. I've seen him do videos now as he's retired, like pushing sort of like forty-ish, like my age, and he's playing against young lads and he's playing as a defensive back and he's covering and knocking the ball. It's like it's ridiculous some of the stuff he can do now as an old man or older older man. Sorry, not an old man because I'm not old. Um, yeah. Yeah, um, you could put him in a phone box with two two DBs, and he'd then phone and ring and pick up and tell, him, and tell you he was open. Uh, <laughs> that's another one of his. Um, when he was on the field, something something amazing was potentially only a few seconds away. Um, he finished up with over ten thousand receiving yards, went to six Pro Bowls, and also some of the best touchdown celebrations going. Like yeah, the, uh, the the Hall of Fame jacket with the question marks on it. I mean, he's probably not going to go Hall of Fame. He might. 
because I think you could see put that many people's noses at a joint, it could be, it could you could bypass him unfortunately. Yeah. Um, stuff like um, and the cell phone and the uh, and the goalpost and making the call after he did it and all sorts. He's just a, just a like the when he put the poncho on and the sombrero and did a little did a little maracas even, just just a, a fun guy on and off the pitch. I think and he never took himself too seriously. It's like they did his football life, and he, like they're showing all these fancy sports cars, and he starts driving out in his little smack. <laughs> just a, I think he's not not a humble guy by any stretch of the, of the imagination, but I think he's very grounded, down to earth. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and just again, again, a guy I love watch playing when he played with the Bengals. He had Carson Palmer as his quarterback, and he had uh, TJ TJ Daddy as was the other receiver. So it was two really good receivers, and he couldn't cover them both. I mean, he tried covering Ojo Cinco, and he turned him inside out. Um, but yeah, that's that's my my next guy. I think yeah, you put me on George Osinko. I don't know anything about him. You tell me obviously they want to get just his number on his back, but because he couldn't just have his number on his back, he got Ojo Osinko. His name was James. His name's actually Chad Johnson, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, <clears throat> he. Uh, I think his ability and that is probably all of him, but they'll they'll find the reason to not put him in mother. Yeah. I I couldn't sit through his football life, I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. Which is just probably a surprise. I couldn't sit with TOs either. <laughs> I couldn't get through either. Um it's, it's, I just I don't know why. I thought just something I didn't enjoy about him, I just didn't watch him. I think it's the more modern ones I don't like. I think I like looking at the ones from mm. the older players. Because obviously there's like I could just go on YouTube and watch game tape but much easier of these players than I kind of you know the legends of the game. Are you all done with Ocho? Yeah, yeah, no, I was just quick hit on Ocho because like it was that, is that quick? I had, like, I had quick with him, you know. I had to keep up with him. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of quickness, my next player is Randy Moss, Way. the most dangerous receiver in NFL history. I don't care what anybody has said. There's not a person who could have played against him at his best when he were on. He was unstoppable. Yeah. Um, first ballot Hall of Famer in his rookie season, he had 17 touchdowns, which is still a rookie record. Uh, six Pro Bowls, four first-team All-Pros, five touchdown leaders in the league, 07 Comeback Player of the Year, you know, 982 receptions, 15,292 yards. His average reception uh, was 15.6 yards. That's, that's yeah. what he got. That's the first down every time he passed to him. Absolutely. Yeah, 156 TDs, which, again, is ridiculous. Yeah, on the field, his speed was completely unreal, like, You'd look at him, it looked like he wasn't going that fast. Even defenders have said they didn't like him going that fast, and they just blow past you. You see him just plucking ball in there like like it were nothing, just put reaching up over his head, grabbing it and pointing it down. We're a big guy, we're a fast guy. Him and Brady combined for Brady's best passing season ever. The undefeated Patriots season when they got to Super Bowl and they were unfortunately beat by the Giants. It were amazing. I would have loved to have seen him win that Super Bowl just so he could have got his hands on one because a player of his ability deserved to win a Super Bowl. He wasn't the most humble of people. He likes trash talk a little bit. I think he learned a little bit more from that from Chris Carter. They were a great pair when he first came out. I think he learned a lot from Chris about yeah. hard work, dedication and being yourself. He did have a bit of a black mark on his career where he left us and when he went to the Raiders he didn't really put any effort in but when he got in with Bill Belichick he seemed like he'd got his career back on track. He seems to be putting that work in again, showing everybody who he was. Um, some people argue it's the best receiver of all time. Even coming out of college, people are doubting him, you know, because he was a bit of a 
bad no, lad. But definitely like question marks because of character definitely. character issues is what they call it, isn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. Danny Green, we're having a conversation with him. He says, oh, we're going to pick you in, I think you're in 20s or something like that, when you're picking him a bit late teens. And uh, you're like, I'm not going to be there then. And he's like, no, no, when you get to this pick, he says, we're going to pick you. And you're arguing. He says, no, no, Cowboys going to get me, Cowboys going to get me. And then the Cowboys didn't pick him up and I think he was disappointed because he really wanted to play for the Cowboys and then when we played the Cowboys he caught three receptions for 150 plus yards and three touchdowns <laughs> that's what he did to the Cowboys and that was basically his way of showing him he should have picked me yeah. Yeah. he was one of those guys that was kind of like, he was like every team that, that picked above him in that in, in that draft he was going to make him pay he was and again like I don't think I've ever seen anyone who could when he were on who could cover him properly I think uh, Darrell Reeves had a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of competition with him. But I think we could all say that Randy Moss won that competition. Like I think there was a post for out he once for and just went straight out at top of Reeves and just put it out. And Reeves is no slouch, you know, probably a, a top ten cornerback of all time. But yeah. when you're playing against top one two receivers, difficult. I I just tell you all to just go go on YouTube if you haven't already and just watch his watch his highlights because he's just amazing well, Danny Green always used to if, if in doubt toss it up to Randy he'll catch it yeah. you can put it you can put it four or five feet above his head well not maybe five feet four, three or four feet above his head and he can jump up and catch it he had such amazing hops sort of like, and then speed as well yeah. crazy and then hands well I remember listening to Chris Carter saying that obviously Brad Johnson was starting quarterback and they had you know Randall Cunningham with a backup they just brought him back he'd, he'd retired for a little bit uh, after leaving the Eagles and he just you know decided to come back Vikings took him on and Brad Johnson went down injured, so everybody were a bit worried. And then Randall Cunningham came in, and his arm were much more powerful than Brad Johnson's. And they were saying that he might be ready to come back from injury, but we need to keep Randy in because he's the only one who can get the ball to Randy Moss. Yeah, and that was what it was because he's the one who can get the ball to Randy. That season they went fifteen and one, and they didn't win the Super Bowl. I think they got twenty-eight points in that game, and. You know, they ended up losing because they missed the kick and heartbreaking as it was. That team at that point were the greatest offence of all time and not yeah. that were down to Randy Moss. No, that's, that's probably a fair show. They were the greatest show on turf before the Rams. Yeah, and then obviously they played the Rams and they gave him a good run, but this were after. I yeah. think because Carter had retired or they definitely weren't anywhere near his prime. I'm not even sure Robert Smith were playing. The season the Rams won it, we give him a game, but we just want what we were before that. Uh, and there's still a little side bonus nugget for you. Brian Billick was the offensive coordinator of the team when we were the best offense of all time. And then when he won his Super Bowl with the Ravens, they were their head coach and they yeah. were the best defense of all time. So fun times for Brian Billick. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'll cool. Randy, no, you know, no, I'm not, I can, I'm, 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 I've chipped in there. I love, love watching the guy play. And like, like I say, I think um, let you after I had dibs on the defensive players, I think I'll let you sort of pick who you want defensively and. You picked maybe three guys that I would have picked on your Jim list. Jim Metman, Larry Zonker and uh, Randy Moss. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, right. My next guy is uh, Terrell Owens. T.O., the wide receiver who played for the everybody. 49ers, Eagles, Cowboys, Bills, Bengals. <clears throat> Loud, brash, but talented. Um, he's the only player in, in NFL history to score two or more touchdowns against all 32 teams in the league. Oh, and no, no other player has scored against all 32 teams. Tremendous, that. And he's scored at least two touchdowns against all of them. I, I mean, mean, he has played in every division twice, yeah. so that's probably why. <laughs> you know, that, that blew me up when I read that. I couldn't believe it. Um, I think it would like, be impossible, but as I say, he's played for, played for what, a handful of teams there, was it? Yeah. I mean, some would be not unbelievable, but 
to have that long that much longevity and talent to do that. Oh, even special... you could play for every team. You're not going to guarantee you're going to score. No, no, no. Um, so he let you know he was going to beat you. Then he'd beat you, and then he let you know he beat you. He beat you. Um, Fifteen hundred receiving yards. That's 15,000 15, receiving yards. Sorry, fifteen hundred. Yeah. Awesome. Touchdowns. They all one yard passes. <laughs> um, so look, uh, one hundred and fifty-three touchdowns. Uh, they were both third all time when he retired. I think they might still be. How many touchdowns were it? One hundred and fifty-three. And oh yeah, so I was looking at Randy Moss for one hundred and fifty-six. Take that. <laughs> Sorry, I think, no. it's, I, think it's, I think it's Jerry Rice, then it's Randy, then it's... Yes, definitely then it's, uh, Jerry Rice. <laughs> I think Jerry Rice has got every <laughs> passing record ever. Well, receiving, ever, uh, oh, yeah, receiving, receiving yeah. yeah. Sorry. Um, he was the... Uh, he was three times, three times receiving touchdown leader as well. That's tremendous as well. Yeah. Uh, NFL 2000s All-Decade team. It's not five-time touchdown leader. Just no. <laughs> <laughs> he had some interesting touchdown celebrations. Yeah. So I think uh, he, he, signed, he scored a, he scored a touchdown. I think it was against I thought, was it the Cowboys or Eagle? I can't remember who he scored against. And he'd, uh, he he pulled his uh, a sharpie out of his sock yeah, and signed the ball that. and gave it to his, his financial advisor. Was sat in the in the crowd and he gave him the ball. But it was also the same financial advisor who was the the defensive back who just burnt. So I got a bit of a, a bit of ball for that. Um, he scored a touchdown for. Um, Probably when he was the 49ers, I think, and he, I know it was when he was the Cowboys, he's got a touchdown for them, and he went behind the post and used the balls and all sort of wind hand camera, taking the taking the mick out of Bill Belichick just after the first Spygate thing. Um, <laughs> and obviously, he um, did the uh, the dance on the star, the Cowboys, when he ran in the middle of the pitch after he scored and give the old uh, T pose. And the You're second. Not allowed to do that. No, well, we did it twice in the game. Second time he did it, um, safety George Teague start, tried stopping him. Uh, <laughs> And uh, he floored him out and got himself ejected for flooring to her. The thing is, if you want to stop him dancing, dancing on the star, stop him scoring a bloody touchdown. You know what I mean? That's not you know if you, if you, you can't quite moan about it if you can't stop him. Well, um, not yeah. the same game again, no. <laughs> but that's my uh, that's my my uh, my pick for to. Yeah, enjoy, enjoy watching him play. Most impressive thing, well, wouldn't to me anyway. Well, he played with a still pretty badly injured leg in Super Bowl against. Patriots and he probably one of the better players in that game. I know the Eagles lost that game, but he had a really good game. Injured and unfortunately for him, he never got that Super Bowl. I personally want a fan of T.O. They played together with Ocho Cinco at one point. That must have been the most annoying tandem of football. <laughs> Batman Imagine, Robin, being, imagine <laughs> being the the, uh, the cornerbacks in oh, that game. Oh my God. It's like having two thick up your bum, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> That drove me insane, but yeah, I think a lot of people like to put him as number two after Jerry Rice in their personal opinions of greatest receiver ever. Obviously, my preference is Randy Moss. Um, that's why I pointed out the little nuggets. Yeah. Because <laughs> I honestly thought that T.O. had better stats in that respect, but um, apparently not. And the fact that those stats stood out to me that he'd done more in less time shocked me more. But the one thing I will say is, the Hall of Fame thing. How can you give Randy Mossett a first ballot and not give Tio it first ballot? I think that's a bit of a joke. Definitely. That's probably why he reacted like he didn't. He had the. Uh, yeah, he, didn't, he didn't help himself, did he? Even there, because I mean, you, this is the one. T- I mean, in ten years' time, probably going to think I could have been there with all my peers and I could have experienced this. You know, everybody would have loved you on that day. Could have been there, but no, I had to go to my university because I had mum come because I didn't. 
didn't get picked interesting and if anybody wants to throw any shade back to him now those well randy moss did this 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 and this i literally didn't do and he did better in this part of time and yeah it, it didn't pass the eye test for me i think you've got to look at to's first few years weren't tremendous and then he picked up a little bit after um mr rice left the 49ers and then obviously he went and bounced around the league but didn't do himself any favors with how he was i think no, it was it was definitely a a flying moment for most front offices. Yeah, when he played for me, he's one of them guys that he, if he or his teammate, you love him on the pitch. He love on the pitch, yeah, yeah. But That's it. and if you're playing against him, you're playing against him. But a bit of a bit of a like I say, flying moment for the front office, but also a bit of a pain. I can imagine not not being a very team friendly locker room guy. No, I can imagine. But get ball to me, get ball to me. I saw that, and obviously. That's not you. Know, you just want to know what's best for the team. You, it, for me, he needs to be drawing players away, yeah. get, getting double covered, and then you're freeing up the rest of the team. But I don't think he'd appreciate you not giving him ball. But you know, if you're his quarterback, you can have a good cry about it, can he? <laughs> That's my quarterback. Yeah, right, mate. <laughs> so what, uh, Donovan McNabb? How did that go? <laughs> just saying. But yeah, you all done with? Yeah, yeah I'm done with. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm done with. Yeah, after you know, about uh, ten years of fighting, assassinated him completely there. After you that, love him. I do love him, yeah. But I mean, the difference if I don't like him or not. But you know, fair, fair, opinion, fair play though. He's you know, he was a bit of a, a bit of a tool. Well, that's one of the reasons why some people like him. Yeah, I think that's the good thing about this is we can both discuss who we'd like and. I'm not going to judge you for liking someone, but you, you know, I, I mentioned Jim McMahon. Jim McMahon's not on level like on the field as Tio Earl. No. And then obviously, Tio's definitely an all fame player, but I just don't like him. Don't like so much. No, no, that's, that's fair enough, mate. Mm-hmm. That's fair enough. You know, we've had different opinions about things. Yeah. Well, we tend to have <laughs> quite a lot. Yeah, <laughs> we do. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, my last one is probably my favourite player of all time up until this point is Adrian Peterson. Uh, he was seventh pick in the first round uh, for the Minnesota Vikings. He was the rookie of the year that year. Seven-time Pro Bowler, four-time first-team All-Pro, pro, three-time second-team All-Pro, uh, Pro Bowl MVP in 07, League MVP in 2012. He's also the last running back to win the League MVP and is just the most exciting running back I've ever watched on the field. He was a rushing rushing yards leader three times, two times rushing touchdown leader. He also was a record for most yards in a game with 296 which against the San Diego Chargers. Was it 297? No, 296. Okay. Was it, oh, was he three yards short of the, the, the league record, wasn't he? Yes, something like Season that. Season record. Yeah. Seven or nine, something like that. It's yeah. weird, yeah. But he, um, in that game, he broke the record of 296 yards, absolutely destroyed him. And... Yeah, if you ever watch this player play, it's not like the running backs now can catch out about the field. He's, he is a running back now, but he's not like a lot of them now. Like the hybrid running backs. Yeah, who can catch the ball at the backfield, who, who are you know, elusive, who are doing these little jinks and cutting into space and blasting off. He's not like Todd Gurley's and these type of players. He's similar to Marshawn Lynch. He's like, if you were to design a perfect hammer running back that's what Adrian Peterson is ridiculously fast ridiculously strong he's got explosiveness that's unbelievable if he hits you you know you've been it sends people flying backwards he didn't need a great O-line he, did, he was blessed with some good O-line play yep. but he didn't need the great O-line play to get off as long as they weren't loading the box 
it could I mean it could it could do some damage if you load a box as well. Yeah. But his early years were just unbelievable. He did have a couple of years where he went out injured. I remember him, the year he came back was the year he won the league MVP and almost broke. He broke two thousand yards twice, which is I don't think anyone else has ever done. Which is tremendous to get two thousand yards twice. He almost brought the rushing yard to, uh, you know total. It's probably the most exciting thing the Vikings had from probably nineteen ninety, probably two thousand maybe up until two thousand and nine was the most exciting, no, 2017, the most exciting thing was the championship game and Adrian Peterson. That, other than that, we never were in any excitement. Is Adrian Peterson going to win, you know, break that record? That's what we all focus on. That's what we all love. We all love watching him on the ball, smashing ball and getting his God knows how many yards in each game. But every time he, he took ball at quarterback's hand, you didn't know what was going to happen. Like, is he going to break through? And as soon as he got past that line of scrimmage, like you didn't fancy linebackers tackling no. you definitely didn't fancy safeties tackling him and you 100% knew what was going to happen when a cornerback or defensive back were going to try and get to him I remember watching him against Cleveland and I think he must have broke something like a between a 60 and 40 yard run and he caught onto outside after breaking through the line of scrimmage and he went up onto the left, like, left sideline and he broke through like just palmed off two players and they had one defensive back trying to grab him this run down sideline and he just looks at this player grabs Blair by shit while he's running and just throws him out of play and going to for a touchdown it was absolutely ridiculous his, just his strength his aggression his play he was tremendous in college as well but he was the first player that got me excited about watching American football I, I, when he were on field I didn't really understand the game like I do now and because I didn't just seeing this guy when he had ball in his hands looked so amazing but just tremendous it, it, it piqued my interest every time we were on pitch I won't let him babysit it for me but <laughs> on the field absolutely tremendous yeah I um, think... even last season for the Redskins yeah. when they had a functional team they were having a great year and I'd love to see him just be able to finish out his career in a good way and, you know just finish up in a positive manner because he's had a couple of black marks in his career recently with Saints and people like that but I thought Redskins did did him right and he did them right we're having a good season you must have some to ask oh just me. just the bit I mean the bit I'm going to add to that is like when you say he came back and he, he had that 2000 yard season and almost put the record that was after he had his ACL just destroyed he had a completely new knee put in pretty much and that was like uh, he got the name Purple Jesus because no one, could, no one could believe it was the same guy no one could believe he could, anyone could do this after such a devastating injury uh, just, just like I said, I mean, a, a guy again. I've been fortunate enough to watch uh, live in the flesh when, the, when I went, went to the Wembley for the Steelers game. I got to see him score a rushing touchdown, and that was just, and oh man, such a it was such a pleasure. I'm enjoying to this podcast. <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> no, it was just. I mean, it was an honour for me and a privilege for me to see him do that. I just Jared Allen and Adrian Peterson and getting to see both of those towards Vikings legends. It's amazing. I got to see Joe Webb, Joe Webb as well. Big Joe Webb. You got some more Super Bowls than Adrian Peterson. <laughs> Which is embarrassing. No, I do like Joe Webb. Yeah, it'd be alright if you're any good at football. <laughs> yeah, your obsession with Joe Webb were a bit weird. It was a little bit, yeah. I think that the thing that they took me with Joe Webb was when, he, when, he first, when they first played him as a started, started as a quarterback for the Vikings in an emergency situation. He, when the coaches were putting the players into his radio and his helmet, he's like, I thought God was talking to me. It's like, oh, God almighty. <laughs> 
but yeah, I don't want to add too much to AP because I mean, I mean, I could have loads and loads of beer all day. I love him, love the guy, absolutely. The Vikings are just going to retire a Viking. If I don't retire his number, I'll be very surprised. Yeah, I know. I think everybody's. I mean, if you're looking at the top five Vikings of all time, you're going to have. I think personally, Alan Page should be number one. Yep. Randy Moss should be number three. Adrian Peterson will be number two. Kraus number four. There's a lot there, isn't there? Yeah. I want to pick top five, to be honest. We'll leave it at four. <laughs> Speaking of Joe Webb, though, uh, there was another backup quarterback, and I can't remember his name, but it was a, a ridiculous name. John David Booty. That's the one. <laughs> John <laughs> David Booty. I remember having a little bit of excitement about him as well. <laughs> Those were the days, eh? <laughs> Back when I was young, that hair and was carefree. Uh, right. I've never had hair since I've known you. I've had some hair. <laughs> um, when I had hair, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you had a very extensive comb over. Uh, <laughs> really extensive from <laughs> bottom of butt crack alright cool uh, I mean that's yeah, wrapping up on AP just yeah. just an amazing player maybe not like an amazing babysitter but an amazing player um, right my last guy is uh, is Peyton Manning quarterback for the Colts and Broncos I've got surgical cerebral sorry and elite he's also a spokesman Papa John's Pizza oh yeah yeah it's clear highlight right there do we get do we get sponsorship money for that I hope so. Or maybe just a free pizza, Papa John, you're listening. <laughs> Where they delivered it from, Brid, the closest one. Yeah. I want to try Papa John's now, I just said this. Let's cancel this podcast and go to Papa John's. I definitely want Papa John's now. Sorry, guys. Uh, we'll see you next time. Get to me out real quick. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. For 15 seasons, he was the, he was the benchmark uh, for quarterbacks. He got behind centre and looked up, picked the defence apart, called an audible. Pulled the opposition's pants down, and just it was, it was just ridiculous just to see. Omaha. Yeah, just just shout a couple of words out or like pointing like it, 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 and it like be it. All of a sudden, the defense is torn to pieces, and what they want to do is got nothing to do with the player because he's, <laughs> he's going to impose his will on him. Um, uh, if he could, the only, the, the only knock on him if he could have carried that on in the, pro, in, the, in, the in the postseason in the playoffs, he would have had more than two Super Bowl rings. Uh, he had the reputation, unfortunately. For the majority of his career has been a, quite the choker um, when it came to the when it came to the, 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 the playoff games. Um, if he had had more than one, more than those two Super Bowls, I think it'd be between him and, and Tom Brady, terrific Tom Brady. Sorry, uh, as to who would be the goat, because yeah. obviously Brody, uh, Brady's Super Bowl rings and MVPs and blah blah blah, all stack up. He's clutch as well. Isn't yeah, it? that's it. You, you, yeah, you, you, if you needed someone to win your yeah, pick between two of them and win you a game at fourth quarter you've got time every day um, I was saying that I mean Pitton did have a lot of comeback wins but alright picking you in championship game definitely have Tom Brady well they did three times <laughs> <laughs> uh, where we at? yeah two, two Super Bowls one of them was MVP 14 Pro Bowls I mean he only played was it I think 17 seasons his first season he had more he, he had the rookie record for interceptions his last season looked like uh, I don't know some granddad playing because it was just it was Brock Osweiler got into the playoffs and then they dumped him off for 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 Penny. Yeah, he, he nursed him through, or they nursed him through. Um, yeah, fighting Pro Bowls, five league MVPs, ridiculous. Um, two offensive player of the year, three times passing yard leader, four times passing touchdown. Five league. league MVPs and then offensive player of the year twice. Yeah, it's daft, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, it was obviously he was the two thousands old decade quarterback. Um, <laughs> my one sort of like the thing that always made me laugh about him like was when I can't remember who the hell they were playing 
I think it was possibly against the Rams, and uh, they've gone three and out, passing the ball. And Jeff Saturday, who was his long-time centre at the, uh, oh, at the yeah. Colts, just said, he was sat with the best lineman, and, and uh, Payton must have just been within earshot. And he said, we need to run the ball, we get a situation, we need to run balls like that. And he come over, and he's telling, telling Jeff Saturday, who was probably twice the size of him weight-wise and maybe like you know like I said Peyton felt good about his workout that week because he was like that playing call stop, stop calling the players you just snap the damn ball and they had a proper proper tear up um, and I mean, then another another lineman tried having to go at him then and he told him to shut up as yeah, well basically yeah. I mean Jeff would have torn a piece if you if really really you know, had it he in said him. himself he right, you outmatched physically and everything didn't he so yeah. probably felt good about his workout yeah but, and then afterwards, he sat with uh, with Jeff Sargi and the uh, I can't the backup quarterback who was for the. Uh, I'm mic'd up. Yeah, he's like, I'm mic'd up. That was like Desperate Housewives. <laughs> <laughs> that was better than Desperate Housewives. I just made me chuckle when he said that because I mean, great sense of humour won't show him like that much. No, he had. A, I think the stuff he did see he had a great sense of humour about himself. Yeah. I mean, like I said about Eli last week, he's one of those guys like emotionally like a deadpan guy. You couldn't tell. You couldn't read him if, if you know. Yeah, they don't seem similar, do they? No. No, I think probably a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> I still think there's a, like, a, like a, a secret one out there. I know they've got an older brother on the moment. I know there's a, there's a secret. Tom. <laughs> there's a secret man out there that they're gonna gonna break out in a couple of seasons' time, and he's gonna take the lead by storm, one deadpan face at a time. The one called Arch. Arch man. Arch is the dad. No, Arch is the, the Cooper's oldest son. He's playing in high school now, and he's really good. Ah, right. No, I don't Cooper. Yeah, yeah so Cooper's the, the older brother. Oh, there you go. Then. What's he at? Uh, I don't know. Is he volunteer? Is it old Miss? Or, oh, is it high school? Right. Um, cool. Yeah, but that's my um, my quarterback. That's my my fifth guy. Playing devil's advocate though for Peyton Manning. One thing I will say, obviously, when you get to postseason, I think it's probably because the scene is audible and what they've audible from through the year. Yeah. And they did tend to lose against teams they'd already played, even though they gave a really competitive game. But basically, they'd show one look, and obviously that look would be for something else. So obviously, he'd call his audible. And they'd already prepared for the audible because obviously it's a game of chess, and most of the time he's called his own players as much as it was, you know, being given the players himself. But he, I think when you first told me that you picked Peter Manning, I was like, I don't know if I liked him or not. But that's when you start talking about him, I start thinking about what he did do and how good he was. He's had a tremendous impact on the game, and like I say, he's a fun guy. He's Seemed to enjoy himself. He made some people better with his career, but as like I said, it's the losses in those big games that have hurt him most. I think the one thing that stood out for me was like the. I mean, a lot of players before him would have called audibles, or would have you know on broken players made some fantastic throws or passes. He can make the audible almost like nine out of ten players. He'd he'd put he'd pull the audible and. Uh, and yeah, he just played an amazing play out and made other team, made the other defense look absolutely stupid. But he was a coach on field to absolutely. the highest degree. Yeah, yeah, he didn't need any. Yeah, I mean, he could have gone without having an offensive coordinator. I mean, the only thing. I think I reckon it's a couple of years he probably did. They yeah. probably drew up the game plans for him, and then he just read them out. Yeah, silly as it sounds. But no, but, but then he had that. That he had the the mental capacity to be able to do that. Such a really smart guy, yeah. Uh, one a team first guy like Tom though, was he? No, he was he, like, he, he, he I want as much money as you before this year. You need to pay me 
and we need to make sure we've got good receivers, make sure our pass play is going well. Yeah, I'll have a running back, but the more chance for him passing than him running. We, we did pad it for himself. Like you said, Tom Brady's all about team first, team first, and there's not many people like that. There's no, not many people like that. His money's missing, misses any more money than him. Oh, yeah, but you say that, but look at it. Um, I mean, if it were me, I want to make more money than my Mrs. Personally, that's, that's me. I'd want to be the one earning more money. But you've got to look at the top. So you said pick top 10 quarterbacks in the league. So th these aren't, obviously, this isn't guaranteed, but Aaron Rodgers, he wanted the most money. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes, he's going to be coming up most money. Russell Wilson, he was the most money. Yeah. Um, who else have we got? Um, Drew Brees, 30 odd million. Uh, Cam. Cam Newton, he's took a big pay when he got his last pay increase. Big Ben. Big Ben, he always wants his increase. Matt Ryan. 30 odd money and Matt Ryan. He was the highest paid at one point. Matt Stafford, who was a quality quarterback, he got paid a big chunk. So you think about all these quarterbacks. You can't not pay a man in for taking that pay rise, but you can praise Tom Brady for not taking it. Absolutely, yeah. No, he could have gone somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, you're only in the league for a short time, aren't you? And you've yeah. got to earn the money you can, but I think. I think <laughs> when you've played for, since 2000, I've probably been paid 20 million since like 2010. And let's not be too, you know, silly here. There's probably a few. When you retire, Tom, there's a bonus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? There'll be some, uh, some low, some low hanging fruit for him to get as bonus, bonus triggers. I would imagine. Yeah, we're gonna make you a front office guys. So for a one year contract, we're gonna pay you five hundred million. I mean, on that note, I think Dak Prescott. That's gonna be interesting because he's he's on his last year. He's got, his Apparently, contract. he said that he doesn't deserve that much. No, oh, really. He deserves to be top paid. I yeah. reckon they're gonna probably franchise tag him. Yeah, because they've got. Obviously, they've got Zeke to pay and Amari Cooper to pay as well, so they're going to have to find the money for somewhere to pay for him. I reckon we are Amari Cooper, you just got to go to him. Look, we're not trying to be funny, we're going to give you two, two seasons, we'll fully guarantee your first season, your second season, we're going to do it with half with incentives, but we'll give you half yeah. and go from there. I won't give him a longer contract than that because he hasn't proved anything in one season. I'd give him a Zeke proof contract. I'd give, yeah. I'd, I'd give Zeke a three year contract and I'd probably guarantee 80% first season, 70% second season. And fifty percent third season, but obviously make incentives reasonable. No, he's definitely the, uh, Zeke's definitely the straw that stirs a drink on the offense, isn't he? Definitely, but it's like I said, there's going to be some good running backs coming out soon, and that's swift. <laughs> you, yeah. you, you know, watching yeah, Taylor's yeah, yeah. is going to be really good. Cool. Georgia. Is that was a wrapped up then a little natter? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Excellent. No, 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 that's sorry. I mean, we'll I, just I, finish podcast and start that next time, won't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was that was that was good. That I enjoyed that. Nice little bit of uh, insight into how we both see things. Yeah, again, definitely. terrifying for you all. Uh, okay, thanks for listening. If you like what you've heard, give us a subscribe and tell your friends. If not, this has been the Jerry Jones Guide to Glory Hauling. Uh, we'll be doing a uh, doing a mailbag episode soon. So if there's still time to get your questions in, or if you're interested in joining our fantasy league, send us an, an electronic letter to Eddie and Matt OKTC at gmail.com, and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening.